Hey, Dose of Deb fam. This is Deb Houston. I am so glad that you've decided to join me today. This is the place where it's all about revolutionizing the inner woman, changing our mindset, doing away with those negative perceptions that we've been told and believed, dropping that baggage that's weighed you down and kept you down so that we can embrace our power and our purpose. Again, my name is Deb Houston, the creator and host for this powerful podcast. To our first-time listeners, welcome to A Dose of Deb, where it's all about revolutionizing the inner woman. And to our return listeners, welcome back. You already know this is the place where you're going to receive that extra push, that extra dose that you need to get you over, through, and beyond whatever or whoever is all up in your face. I'm telling you, God continues to expand the boundaries of this podcast in that A Dose of Deb has gone international. Wow, won't he do it? Thank you for your support, your love, encouragement, texts, prayers, your letters, and your shout outs. Our 2019 journey of self-discovery gets deeper and deeper. In the last dose, we touched on racism, and I challenged our listeners to take an introspective look at how we really feel about the color of someone's skin and whether or not that makes a difference in the way that we interact and deal with one another. In other words, are you colorblind? Are you someone that comes to a conclusion or have you already conjured up in your mind the extent of another's character based on the color of their skin? Well, today we're gonna go a little bit deeper because in knowing that racism is weaved throughout the fabric of our nation's history, as well as other regions and countries of this big wide world, the belief that one ethnic group is superior to another leads and gives birth to a very real aspect that some may not like to talk about. But absence of conversation doesn't erase the reality of its existence. Because racism's superior thinking leads to prejudices within one's own ethnic group. Now, I can't speak for other nationalities and how they deal with one another or what favor or disapproval is shown based on the color of skin. I can only speak for that which I identify. I remember hearing of the brown paper bag test where if your shade of skin color was darker than that of a paper bag, then you were thought of as less than. But what about within our own ethnic group? Speaking for our own, how do we treat one another? How do we view each other? And does racism, does prejudice exist amongst our own? Unfortunately, yeah, I believe that it does. Some of you may remember the movie School Days written and directed by Spike Lee. This Spike Lee joint tackles a myriad of issues, but there's one specific area that he touches on, and that's racism amongst our very own. There is a scene where the Jigaboos, those with a darker complexion, and the wannabes, those of a lighter complexion, are fussing, fighting, and comparing themselves to one another. Each group thinks that their worth or being good enough is based on the color of skin, and the grade or quality of their hair, be it natural, long, kinky, weaved, or naturally twisted. Personally, because my DNA covers a multitude of ethnicities, and if any of us were to dig deep within our roots, I'm sure that we would find the same thing. More times than I can count, I recall very vividly being asked over and over again, what are you? Are you from here? Some were even honest enough to admit that in their minds, I didn't fit the preconceived perception of what an African-American should look like. And because I didn't, I was asked, questioned, or challenged about how black I really was. Do we have an expectation of how a certain race should look as if to say that there are specific parameters on the shade of skin, wideness or point of the nose, texture of hair, 
or the shape or the color of our eyes. And when someone doesn't fit into that mold, do we question their sense of belonging and even loyalty to that race? Unfortunately, as a people within our culture, with what we've had to deal with in being torn from our motherland, becoming the original forced immigrants under the rest to America, and the nightmare of slavery, we have been taught and schooled on how to hate our own. Those who were of a lighter persuasion were deemed more worthy, not only by those outside of our race, but within our very own. These were those that received quote unquote better treatment by working in the big house and becoming indoctrinated with the belief that being there was a blessing and that white was and is right. During slavery times, those who were of a fairer complexion, perhaps because a master or overseer had been dipping in the cookie jar, worked in that master's house and because they were separated from those of a darker complexion who basically worked in the fields, then a divide, a comparison, or a competition was breeded within us. We were shown and taught how to dislike and compare ourselves to one another based on our skin tone. It caused a rift and an unsettling experience with one another from which some have yet to recover. Those of a darker complexion then search for affirmations of worth by telling themselves the blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice, the darker the flesh, the deeper the roots. But it's a sad thing when we hate on, compete with, and label our own based on the color of the skin. Though this type of racism against self exists, I'm so glad that today more women, more sisters are finding and embracing their lost identity by living Napoli ever after. We're finding and seeing our beauty for who we are instead of a manufactured or perm-infused hair or buying into that complexion bleaching chemical. Yet we have to ask ourselves if when we look at each other as a race of people, my sister, my brother, is the standard of character tied solely to the amount of melanin? Again, when did melanin become so messy? Sure, we can blame it on the man and say that he taught us to be this way. He set this up. He's the one that created this madness. But aren't we the ones that continue to perpetrate it and look at each other with a sideward cockeyed and crazy glance? Have we allowed the madness of slavery to infest our spirits to where we believe that our character is tied to what we see, causing our identity to go into cardiac arrest by the negative spin that's been perpetrated on who we are? Have we truly learned what it means to be sisters and brothers? Do we understand that even though I don't look like you or you're not my shade and even though my hair may have a bit of a wave or yours might have more curl or you may be kicking it with a weave or wig or whatever, are we willing to accept that I'm able to share in your struggle or are we too far removed from each other? Have we allowed the slave mentality from yesterday to continue even today? Have we become so consumed by it in our spirits without realizing that our behavior and our responses of prejudice and racism to one another is because a seed was planted and bloomed from the depths of a slave ship, shuffled through a cotton field, or served in a big house without realizing that it's all under the umbrella of an oppressed people? We've been chained, confined, and kept from embracing the beauty of who we are long enough without realizing that as one, we conquer the hatred that can exist. Why do we hate on each other? Because before too long, the racism turns to placism, where we feel that we have the right to determine and keep someone in a holding pattern that we design. 
Is it because we refused to cut the umbilical cord of a slave-like mentality that pitted us against each other? Could it be that the quest to regain a self-identity that was lost for being told that all things dark, black, or brown are cursed and forbidden? Or maybe it's a crushed and unhealthy self-esteem that can only find comfort by tearing another down. Is that it? Do you find joy in looking down on and talking down on another that comes from the same cloth as you just to make yourself feel better about who you are because you're unable to embrace the remarkable creation of you? The challenge is knowing that when we look at each other, when I'm looking at you and you're looking at me, we're really looking at ourselves. Yes, it takes a village to raise a child. But when that village has become infected with the messiness of melanin, then that child will never know the strength from which they've come, the beauty of who they are, and the powerful destiny that awaits them. The village exists within each and every one of us, and it's time to rebuild and restore its foundation with the acceptance that all men, black, brown, white, chocolate, vanilla, golden, cinnamon, white, coffee with one or two creams, that we are created equal. It just takes one, and then another, and another to strengthen our resolve, renite our bond of sisterhood and brotherhood to live as one race, the human race of which there is no divide. Hey, that's your dose for today. Believe it or not, there is a reason to celebrate because a dose of Dev is celebrating its first birthday. And what a better way to celebrate than by offering a copy of each one of my books to you. Okay, here's what you need to do. Send me your favorite quote from this dose to 210-388-8784. The first five texts received will be entered into a drawing to receive a copy of Father Knows Best, Celebrate You, and Style on the Inside. Now, you know it doesn't get any better than that. I cannot wait to hear from you. Hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the Deborah Houston YouTube channel, or the Dose of Deb Apple iTunes podcast. We will talk again on Thursday, June the 6th. Spread the word about a Dose of Deb where it's all about revolutionizing the inner woman. Hey, have an amazing day. Make the most of this day. And remember that you have been blessed. Now, be a blessing.